0: Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Writing Read by Mayor Reynolds Once upon a time there lived in a certain small town a sweet girl of eighteen. She was well liked in the community, and because of her shoulder-length red hair everyone called her Red. This girl had an affliction of an unfortunate sort, for Red was deeply sheltered. Her single mother was quite theologically ingrained, and monitored Red the entirety of her life. It was a consequence of the mother having known too many trickster men, and thus mother deflected the ensuing pain onto daughter. She would give Red the same stern warning, which had been repeated so frequently, and so often that Red knew it as well as a popular song or poem. You should never talk to strange boys, for you may find them to be hungry wolves. Wolves can be charming, quiet, unassuming, complacent, and sweet. They will pursue you at home and in the streets. The gentle wolves are the most dangerous of all. Though Red believed her mother was overreacting, She nevertheless feared and watched for these types point one day. Her mother, having baked a cake and bought some wine, said to Red, Deliver this basket to Pastor Franklin down the street. It's my thanks for his contributions to the purity ball. Behave yourself on the way. Don't forget to say good morning and don't be nosy. And don't leave the street. You go straight there and straight back. I'll be watching the clock. No problem. Red shrugged. Red walked the street, well aware her mother was frequently parting the curtains. Red was halfway to Pastor Franklin's townhouse when her peripheral vision caught a curious sight. Instead of the familiar strip mall that contained the dying video store, the local discount tobacco, and the Christian book trader, there was instead an unfamiliar line of trees bathed in a thick fog. The new change in Red's everyday environment intrigued her. She tried to wave it off continuing down the street toward Pastor Franklin's, but it was as if this forest was calling her, begging her to peek. Oh, what's one quick look? Red asked herself. Any minute now, she thought, her cell phone would bellow with angry text messages. As Red grew closer to the woods she heard no such alerts. Perhaps her mother was distracted. That pot of butter she'd picked up at the store was said to have dire consequences on the digestive tract. Red found an oval opening in the trees. A path stretched into the forest as if a way had been cleared for her. Red, captivated by what lay beyond, wandered further in. When the path broke, she drifted right. When it broke again, she took another right, and then a left. Beauty had always captured Red's attention, and this forest was beauty personified. The towering trees were topped with lush greenery, their bases accented with shrubs. The grayness of that Saturday morn soon cleared. Sunlight brought out the forest's true splendor. Left, left, right, left, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. So mesmerized was Red that she became absent-minded, and when she remembered her mother, the basket, and Pastor Franklin, Red realized she had gone too far. Further introspection told her she was lost. Red became frightened. The forest was a maze with no escape. She tried to remember Landmark. Right, right, left, right, down, down, up, up, left, right, left. All sense of wonder had been replaced by a terrible fear. Red restrained hot tears. Stupid, stupid girl. She scolded herself. To make matters worse. Red's phone bore an indicator of NO's service. She wouldn't be able to call anyone, even her mother, the last person to whom Red wanted to reach out. Tears and the sobs crashed through. Red fell against a tree trunk and slid into a weeping bald lot of voice, deep and booming, captured her attention. God you, you sly devil! It roared. Red came face to face with a man. He was quite tall and built of pure muscle. A bushy crimson beard, darker in tone than Red's hair, hung to his chest, and upon his back was strapped the largest axe she'd ever seen. The sudden appearance frightened Red once more, as the man recalled her mother's old warning. Was he one of those boys? Was he a wolf? He seemed innocent enough. Are you all right, miss? He asked gently. Wolves can be charming, quiet, assuming, complacent, and sweet. I'm fine. She hoped her response would have the man leaving her be. Instead he moved closer. Red was preparing to flee when the man knelt. A stranger to this land, shedding such distraught tears? I would think the opposite, miss. He said in a concerned tone. If such is the case, I can be of assistance. Red sniffled. I'm lost. The man nodded. I assumed so. Such is the plight of all strangers who enter Sadia's realm. Sadia? I want to go home. Red sobbed. I didn't mean to wander this far. Pardon my bluntness, miss, but when outsiders enter here the door closes and locks behind them. You could search the forest all you'd like, but you won't find an exit. This news panicked Red. What? You're lying. The man stood to full height. I do not lie. However, say, what's in that basket there, miss? Wine and and cake. Red wept. He smiled. In that case there is a door out, so be in good spirits, miss. You're likely to find your way home by consulting Sadia. Who is Sadia? Red asked, slowly brightening. Sadia is the all-knowing ruler of this land, the man explained. You seem to me an intelligent girl, but know once more that I speak with no dishonesty intended. Sadia has special powers. She grants wishes to those who bear her gifts, and a basket of wine and cake would be a small price to have a door open for you. You mean it? Red beamed. With all my heart and my soul and by my code of honor, The man said. By the way, he put out a rough, meaty hand. Name's Hunter. I am in Sadia's service. Red shook his large palm. Hunter's grip was yielding but strong, and he smelled quite pleasant. Her cheeks warmed. How do I find this Sadia? Red asked. Follow that path and do not break from it. Hunter pointed. Sadia's dwelling is exactly fifteen minutes from where we stand. When you come upon three tall and domineering oak trees flanked by two hazel bushes you have found her. Thank you, Red said with sincerity. As she went on her way, she noticed she felt a strange. Her face was considerably warmer than before, and her palms were sweating. A few moments ago Red had despaired now, thanks to a kind stranger, she could go home again. Perhaps her mother had been wrong. Not all men were wolves. In all likelihood most of them were probably like Hunter. It made Red wonder what else her mother had exaggerated. Red was not aware that Hunter, in his own bout of absent-mindedness, had forgotten to give her vital advice. He would not realize this until he was far away in another part of the forest thought he spotted her not five minutes into her new mission and was forced to restrain himself. This stranger's body was so alluring that an urge arose to take her where she stood. Her denim jeans hugged her rump, putting round, gluten orbs on display. She wore a modest and conservative blouse cut just below her neck, but there was no denying what lay underneath. Her breasts were soft and plump, jiggling with each stride. It made his mouth water. Why is she here, he wondered. But he did not wonder long. She was on her to see Sadia, no doubt, to trade the basket for her freedom that he wanted her and would have her but to accomplish this goal he would have to be careful. Sadia granted wishes. He would simply request one. He was well aware that he possessed magic of his own, that of manipulating and convincing that had come naturally to him since birth, but his powers of seduction were of no use. If he sweet-talked this girl into laying with him, he would want to savor her as long as he was able. Then Hunter would find him. What trickery did you use upon this sweet girl? Hunter would surely demand. Then down with the axe, for this was the game Hunter, and he were forever cast to play. His prime role was to trick, deceive, and then move away quickly. Casually, keeping his desires in check, he strolled onto the pathway. The girl looked at the newcomer with curiosity. His frame was slim and average. He had short, curly brown hair. Upon his face was a goatee and spectacles. And what's your name? The girl asked out, he smiled, but not too widely. I would be void of manners if I did not ask your name first. Oh. Heh. Well, anybody other than Mama calls me Red. Pleased to meet you, Red, he responded with charm and sweetness. My name is W. He cleared his throat. My name is Wilbur. Wilbur Grayson. I am assuming you are lost. Am I correct in this assessment? Red nodded sadly. Yeah. I'm on my way to see someone named Sadia. She's supposed to help me get home again. That's quite a coincidence, Wilbur said. For you see, I too came from another world, and ever since I've wandered with no hope of escape. I am also on my to Sadia, so that she may grant my wish and allow me to go home. Unfortunately I do not know the way to her, otherwise I would have done this moons ago. I'm sorry, Red said with sympathy. But if you're lost, Mr. Grayson, I just got directions to her house from a nice man named Hunter. Wilbur suppressed a scowl. Could you share them with me? I would be forever in your debt. Sure. It's, um, ten minutes or so down this path. All you do is keep going in this direction until you see three big oak trees and two shrubs. Oh, thank you, miss. Thank you so much. Wilbur bowed gracefully. And, and I assume that what's in the basket is your gift to her? I guess it'll have to do. Red chuckled. I'll just tell Mama I slipped and drop these. What might these be if I am allowed to pry? Oh. Red peeked into her basket. A chocolate cake and a bottle of wine. Interesting. But if I may make a suggestion, Sadia may want more than what you carry. Red tilted he here head. More? What do you mean? Cake and wine have their places, Wilbur explained, holding back a smirk. But wishes are indeed quite powerful things. When talking of such power, your contributions must be equally powerful. What else do you think she'd like? Red asked. H.M., well. Wilbur pretended to look around him. Ah, uh, these flowers should be welcome addition to your basket. It was the first time Red noticed them. Roses, sunflowers, irises, tulips, carnations and daisies, colors of all kinds, stretching out into a wide woodland garden. I've never seen so many beautiful flowers, Red exclaimed. And Sadia will be as astounded as you, Wilbur assured her. You should pick as many varieties as you can fit in that basket. Sadia may grant your wish without you even asking, for you are not the first lost soul who has come through here. I think that'd be a great idea, Red agreed. She wandered off the path to sift through the flowers. When Red's back was turned, Wilbur allowed his grin to surface. This is wonderful, he thought. Not only is she a sweet, young and tasty bite for me, she's also an extraordinarily stupid girl. By the time she finishes this side errand, I will have finally found Sadia's house and I will have my wish. Down the path Wilbur traveled, Slowing when he noticed a tightness in his pants His erect member was so hard and demanding that Wilbur was tempted to remedy it But he had to keep going He intended to save every drop of his burning Backed up seed for his sweet red Hydrangeas Jasmines Gardenias Red was beside herself It wouldn't take long to fill her basket She reminded herself not to get distracted for distraction was the antagonist that had gotten her lost to begin with. All the flowers emitted a pleasant scent. It filled Red's nostrils and her mind felt a prickling. Her muscles relaxed. Her worries left her. She had been wandering the forest for so long that her energy was depleted. She wished to nap in the endless flower field but perished the notion. Soon Red would have her wish and be home. After dealing with her inevitable punishment she'd sleep comfortably in her own bed. A real bed. More flowers went into the basket. As Red bent down to pick roses, she noticed her face had grown hot again. Her upper chest had also warmed. The flowery scent drifted a relaxing sonnet through her body and soul. Tingling heat coursed up her arms. Red decided she was getting too comfortable and resolved to finish this task and return to the road. All the same, it was quite hot out here. The forest temperature had been comfortable before but now the heat had risen to the point of distraction. Red wondered what had brought about such a sudden change point for flowers later. Red caught the sound of her breathing. Her lungs were weakening. Her blouse had become awfully uncomfortable. Long sleeves covered her arms, and her neckline was so tight that it was akin to a choker. Underneath, her bare skin had broken out in torrential sweat. Her trembling hands moved of their own accord. They undid the outfit. One button after the other. Quit it! You were raised to be modest. If Mr. Grayson or Mr. Hunter walked by and saw you shirtless, what would Mama say? What if Sadia doesn't tolerate slutty acting girls? Four buttons remained. Now there were three. Two dot red grasped a handful of her left breast. The sensation sent pleasure currents in all directions, hitting sensitive areas of her body. Point one button. Zero dot another heavy tingling erupted in her loins. Red's panties dampened. Her blouse was cast aside, thrown over the flowers. She lowered a bra strap. She sucked two fingers. Stop this. Stop this now, Red's willpower withered away. She collapsed in the flowers, reduced to a helpless organism of sweat, heat, and desire. Her bra tore in her hasty fingers. Two pale breasts sprang free and felt the breeze. Red's Oreo, both half-dollar wide and an inch thick from the base, were so sensitive that touching them was comparable to electric shock. Her crotch melted into a mess of juices. Red lay on her back, tweaking a nipple and fumbling with her jeans, her mind as compromised as her modesty. The temperature hit an intolerable level. Every touch made Red hotter and hotter, wanting more. Her jeans slid to her knees. She gritted her teeth when her digits invaded her panties and sank into warm wetness. Unbeknownst to her mother, Red kept her pubic hair groomed to a crimson strip as she found too much hair to be cluttered and unsightly. Despite having never exposed her private regions to anyone, now that sparse hair was matted down, Red massaged her bare lips with no pacing. She was too desperate to focus on any rhythm. Desperate for what she did not know, having been raised in a house where bad girls asked questions or considered such matters. All Red understood was that she wouldn't, couldn't stop. Her nipples stiffened between her fingers. Instinct drove her to slide too into the depths of her tight, slick crevice. Having found a preferred speed, Red worked the fingers in and out, soon adding a third. Her face was a darker red than her hair. She writhed in the flowerbed, tossing her head this way and that. She still smelled the flowers as intoxicating as ever, now mixed with a new scent. Breathing all of it in was almost too much to bear. It brought Red to new heights of ecstasy as her fingers plunged in her moistened tunnel. Her other hand teased her breasts. Brief sobriety brought her mind back to the two men. What if they were watching and Red hadn't noticed? She decided she didn't care. She wanted them to watch her. She wanted them to stand over her naked body and stare at her with all even though that was what bad girls wanted. Then, then I'll be a bad girl. Red gasped. The upper part of her vulva was the most sensitive. She rubbed the spot in circles as the other hand massaged her swollen lips. In her fantasies Wilbur and Hunter were indeed watching her, except they were also were reaching into their trousers for, for what? Oh, there was something men had. They were pulling it out, and though Red had never gazed upon one to know its structure and anatomy, she knew it had to be something wonderful. Red kept going, pleasuring herself and sucking juices off her fingers. A feeling began in her stomach and swirled outward like a maelstrom. Whatever it consumed during its expansion numbed with pleasure. It slowly spread to her breasts, her arms, her thighs, and down her legs. It lingered, then it exploded and dropped upon Red all at once. Her mind and body sizzled. The sensation so intense that Red wasn't aware her fingers were still moving, her world went out of focus. She screamed a piercing wail, her hips rose, and she thrashed in the flower bed, consumed by hellishly wonderful fire dot Red's voice went hoarse, her soaked fingers slowed like a machine powering down. she was covered from forehead to toes in sweat. She relaxed, she knew she'd wasted too much time and needed to get back on the trail to Sadia's house. Indeed, these flowers would make the perfect gift. If they could bring Red such strange pleasures, surely Sadia would also enjoy them. That would all have to happen in good time. First, Red needed to do that again. There were the three giant oak trees and the shrubs beneath them. Enclosed within them was a cottage, a small dwelling for a goddess, he thought. He stalked up the path with a wicked grin on his features dot he cleared his throat and rapped upon the wooden door. Who comes knocking? said a woman's voice. A poor humble wanderer, lost in your realm, seeks your guidance. He answered. There was a pause, followed by an angry. I know not, I know not. That grew closer until the door opened. Sadia was as beautiful as red. She looked surprisingly youthful, and had long dark hair that reached her lower back. Her brown eyes were oval-shaped, accented by shadow. Her lips were full her mouth a slight larger than her nose. Large breasts protruded against the corset, tops exposed. The corset also exposed her midriff. She wore long black stockings and ruby shoes. Hello, madam, he began. My name is Dash. I know who you are. Sadia sharply cut him off. Her face scrunched into a scowl. Do you take me for a fool? I own this forest. I rule this realm. Did you honestly think I'd be so naive as to not recognize the most dastardly of foes, Wolf? Indeed not. Wolf chuckled. But please know that I meant no insult or offense. Your mere presence at my door is an insult and an offense of the worst kind. Sadia spat. Now away with you, and be glad I have been merciful enough not to turn you to dust. Wolf caught the door before it closed. Madam, madam, please. I must speak with you. It is quite urgent. Sadia exhaled an annoyed sigh. Be quick about it, and then be on your way. Wolf cleared his throat again. Well, I I have come, well, because I have a wish to request. Sadia burst out laughing. You a wish? Stop with your jokes. I do not joke. She stared at him a long moment. This I shall have to hear, if only for my own fleeting amusement. Sadia stepped aside. Come in, then. The interior was far larger than the outside. Wolf stood in an elegant foyer that sparkled from rays of sunshine. A carpeted staircase parted the room. Bannisters lined the second floor. Well? Out with it, Sadia said. Wolf realized this would not be so easily spoken. The thought was one thing, quite another before a goddess. Mistress Sadia. Wolf bowed. I was in the forest today and I met someone, a lost girl. I have come, I have come because... He grinned. There was little chance of winning and one way to play. I have come because she is the most delicious piece of ass I've ever witnessed in my tortured life. And I want her, Mistress Sadia. That is my wish, to have her open in front of me like a jar of wanting honey. Sadia studied Wolf's face, trying to find a hint that he was joking. But he evidently spoke true. You are scum, she said. Absolute putrid, wretched scum, just as I imagined. For eons you have wandered my forest, pulling your pranks and your tricks on hapless travelers. This, wolf, is the pinnacle, the highest peak of awfulness. You come to me and request that I manipulate a girl through magic? Have you no soul? Have you no honor in your withered, blackened heart? I thought, perhaps, Dash, furthermore... You are well aware my the prerequisite for my granting wishes is a gift, yet you have brought me nothing. You insult not only me and this girl you speak of but my intelligence with every additional word from your foulest of foul mouths. Away with you, and count yourself lucky once more. Duly noted. Sadia angrily swung around and ascended the staircase. Wolf watched, waiting for the right moment. However, I do find it interesting that the great Sadia is a woman. Sadia stopped, but did not turn around. How does my being a woman figure into anything? There is no man, Wolf said casually. Oh, there are men, certainly. Two of them. One you have created to be your guardian angel, the other your antagonist. But there appears to be no man conjured up for you. I am long past weary of your jokes, Sadia said. I should reiterate I do not joke in your presence, mistress. Jokes are to make unsuspecting marks eat laxative berries or fall in holes covered with leaves and straw. My trade is deception, but I do not bring deception to my goddess doorstep, for even I have enough honor to mind my manners around her. I merely speak of what I observe. And I wonder what a goddess does with herself, from dawn to dusk, all alone in such a large house. What a goddess does with herself is her business and hers alone, wolf. Indeed. But you are a woman as well as a goddess. Yes, you have a woman's body, but do you also have a woman's desire? What would a woman, a goddess at that, truly want? Wolf dash, lend me your ear a little longer, if you would. There is hunter, and there is wolf. Hunter stalks the woods for wolf. Wolf runs from hunter. Hunter finds lost souls and directs them to you, but then hunter returns to tracking wolf. Wolf plays his stupid pranks and hides from hunter. Both Hunter and Wolf are caught in an endless cycle. Neither of them have time to stop for Mistress Sadia. Meanwhile, Mistress Sadia lives by herself, her routine only broken when strangers knock. Sadly, all the strangers ever want is to go home, so Mistress Sadia takes their gifts, waves a hand, and says it is done, go. I do not mean to imply that you are melancholy. Far from it. But you do spend much time on your own. And when a woman has no physical contact with anyone and the only men who are permanent residents are too involved in some deadly catch and grab ass, this woman must have lots of tension that needs relieving. So she goes upstairs, to what I assume is a bedroom if my goddess has a reason to rest or sleep, slides under the covers and finds solace in the comfortable dark. But her womanly desires surely must look beyond that. So when a man, Mistress Sadia's wolf, her devil. Comes to her door, and Hunter stumbles through the trees like a buffoon as he wonders where his prey is hiding. What decision would Mistress Sadia be faced with? Wolf wonders. Sadia turned around. Her face was stern and composed as she descended the stairs. You trample a long path around a bush, Wolf. You are obliged to speak your point after a thousand words worth of babbling. Wolf smirked. Why, mistress, you already see my point. I did bring you a gift but it is hidden. Sadia stopped in front of him. What kind of gift is one an all-seeing goddess cannot see? One hidden by clothing. Wolf answered Dot he was almost surprised when Sadia smiled. Oh, you wicked, slick monster. I should kill you where you stand, and you know I am well capable. But I will not. You will not? No. I am not accustomed to accepting gifts from piles of dust but your life still hangs delicately by a thread, spared by my mercy. I will see this gift before I decide your fate. Wolf fumbled with his belt. Your shirt first. Sadia said with a halting hand. Wolf unsnapped his shirt buttons. He revealed an upper body with sparse chestnut hair, chiseled pectorals and defined abdominal muscles. Sadia traced her fingers along Wolf's torso. Well, Wolf, I can compliment you this much. You are well-toned. Wolf shivered at Sadia's touch. A natural consequence of all the running and hiding I do. Indeed. Hunter's axe keeps you healthy. She cupped Wolf's swelling bulge. This must be my gift, then. It appears promising, but I wonder if it is as deceiving as you? And I also wonder if a man such as yourself has ever had a chance to use this gift. For size is one thing, knowledge is another. Uh, I have not. Wolf admitted. I i come to you, uh, knowing not a, a woman's touch. Hm, the stakes grow higher, then. You elude Hunter's axe, only to meet your Sadia's power. What dire circumstances you face. She grabbed Wolf's unfastened belt as one would a dog's leash. Let us decide the matter in a place more comfortable, yes? Sadia ascended the stairs, pulling Wolf's belt. He followed as Sadia took slow and careful steps. We go to the place where I slide under my covers, Sadia said, where I find solace in the comfortable dark. Do you agree with this arrangement? Yes, madam. I hope so, for your sake. Wolf was terrified of the goddess' power and constant threats, but eager all the same. He took care ascending the stairs as his leash was short. They reached the top floor, where Wolf was pulled to the right. The goddess pushed a door open, revealing a large room. A skylight illuminated a king-sized bed that was fitted with a satin comforter. Lie down, Sadia commanded. Wolf was not used to a mattress so fine. His beds had been piles of leaves or hiding places where sleep was a tepid affair. Hunter was ever vigilant and never rested. Sadia straddled Wolf. Acting on instinct, he cupped her breasts through her corset. She slapped his wrist. Did Sadia say? No, she did not. Place your hands above your head, wolf. They will not move. Are we clear? Wolf gulped and complied. Good. A seducer you may be, wolf, but this encounter belongs to me. But don't worry. Sadia ran her hands up and down wolf's chest and then pecked his lips. I am positive you will be satisfied. Sadia unlaced her corset string by string. Her breasts, plentiful offerings with aureole that covered the majority of their surfaces. Sprang out in the mild light. Wolf tensed. His penis throbbed, and the urge to touch himself became overwhelming. But he resisted, for he knew Sadia was serious. If she carried through with her threats, creating another wolf would be simple for her. Sadia slid Wolf's belt from its loops and nonchalantly tossed it aside. Off came the corset. She put her backside on display before sliding down her bottoms. Wolf's eyes bulged at the sight of her shaved loins. Maybe this red of yours is what has you so critically heated, Sadia said. Does her naked form frolic in your twisted head, Wolf? Do you gaze upon me and imagine I am her? Wolf did not speak, for he was afraid of choosing the wrong answer. Sadia folded her arms over her naked breasts. Answer me, Wolf, and answer me honest. Yes, Wolf choked, terrified. Sadia straddled him. She grabbed his trousers and yanked them over his dirty shoes. His member protruded from his undershorts. Sadia stroked it. That was the correct answer, Sadia said. In this game, only lies cost you points. She admired the shaft that pressed against her palm. You tell me no lies here either. This is indeed a lovely gift. I have wrought a splendid creation. Sadia positioned herself, putting a leg on either side of Wolf. Hormones, anticipation and desire flooded his bloodstream Suddenly he was losing his virginity to his own creator, his goddess She rubbed Wolf's purple head against her outer lips, coating it in her wetness His juices combined with hers And Wolf hissed as she used him to masturbate dot he disappeared inside of her Sadia was slow and careful Knowing her partner was a tense virgin and that moving too fast would spoil her fun She allowed him to penetrate her folds halfway and then withdrew him almost out. On the second pass, she engulfed Wolf to the hilt. Oh my! Wolf rasped. Sadia made steady up and down motions. She sank to the base and then raised back up, producing different feelings that were equally fulfilling. She placed her palms on his hairy chest and increased her pace. She threw her head back in pleasure and then nodded forward. She noticed a shift in Wolf's eyes. Hands stay where they are, Sadia reminded him. Faster she went, her sheets sleek with wetness. Her breasts bounced with each cycle. She pushed her endowed flesh in Wolf's face. Suck them. She commanded that he slobbered them with licks and kisses, and then suckled one nipple at a time until Sadia withdrew her breasts. Do you still lust for your red? Why, yes, mistress. Is this what you want from her? No, mistress. You want to be free with her, don't you? Yes, mistress. Take her as you please. Yes. Yes, who? Yes, mistress. Ravage her from behind? Grab both her rosy cheeks and ram your way in and out. Oh, yes, mistress. Run your filthy paws all over her body. Yes. Like this? Sadia grabbed wolf's hands. He offered no resistance. He was her puppet and putty. She placed his sweaty palms against her flushed breasts. Do to them as you would hers. Sadia ordered. Wolf squeezed and kneaded them. A climax stirred in his loins. Sadia had stopped being careful. Now she was milking him, encouraging his release. This one sounds so naive and so innocent. Sadia went on. I imagine she herself is a virgin. Wolf moaned. His face twisted. I imagine she is also tight. You would have to take your time so as not to hurt her. But all the while she'd squeeze you so intensely you'd fear it snapping off. His breath shortened. With each stroke, Sadia moaned. You usher in her sexual awakening. When you are done she will want more. For hours. Perhaps days. Eager to learn. Oh, yes, eager to learn how to please and be pleased. Ms. Mistress, oh, Mr. Bad Wolf, put it in my mouth this time, Sadia teased. What does your stuff taste like? Can I swallow it or will that impregnate me? She was driving him mad. He was so close. Her words and her strokes hastened it. I seem to have another hole here as well. Can you fill that one? You're so big and hard, Mr. Wolf. Wolf gasped and trembled. Sadia rolled off him. Wait a moment. Wolf exhaled, his climax receding. What are you doing? We are finished, Sadia said. But, but I didn't. Finish, I mean. The goddess smirked while collecting her clothes. I know. But to release with me would be such a waste when you prefer another's chalice. Then, does this mean I get my wish? Wolf asked that Sadia's devilish smile became a chuckle. Oh, Wolf, I never agreed to fulfill your wish. Wolf bolted up in bed. What? But that's not fair. I gave you my gift. That was the deal, was it not? I quite enjoyed it. Sadia answered. But never mind that, Wolf. Something else troubles me. Wolf crossed his arms and huffed. Ask away. Your wolf is of course obligated to answer. This red of yours received directions from Hunter, a man who never lies. Surely she would have arrived by now. Wolf arched an eyebrow. Did you delay her so you could find me? Sadia continued. Maybe you pulled one of your pranks. Or maybe you suggested a way to make her gift more formidable. Flowers, perhaps? And what if I did? Wolf asked resentfully. What difference would it make? Sadia shook her head in amusement. I am saying, wolf, that sometimes wishes can fulfill themselves without my involvement. Sadia's words caught his curiosity. What do you mean? Those flowers have quite the odd effect. Sadia explained. I am surprised that with all your knowledge to concoct your schemes, this one eludes you. The scent of the flowers, wolf, it has a profound effect upon repressed, virginal girls. If that is in Red's character, she has likely discovered a lot about her body. When she leaves the flowerbed, much will have changed within her. Wolf blinked and tilted his head. Now get dressed and make yourself scarce. Sadia ordered. A girl with many awakened natural desires and curiosities will be arriving shortly. If she wishes to play with you, then so be it. But first, Wolf, I wish to gaze upon her myself. Perhaps I shall have a taste of my own. After spotting the telltale landmarks, Red staggered and wobbled up the pathway. She managed to get her disheveled clothing back on, but not before stopping to masturbate again. Her bra was torn, ruined beyond use, so she'd left it behind. She had to compose herself every few steps. The fragrance that drifted from the basket was overpowering. Each whiff caused her nipples to tingle and a fresh trickle to leak from her folds. Urges to slide her fingers under her panties struck her. Red pushed back the cravings and carried on. But try as she might, she could not stop tugging at her unrestrained breasts. Red reflected on her mother's cruelty. She intended to pleasure herself as frequently as possible, regardless of whether Mama learned of it. It felt too good to be wrong. Red doubted she would make it all the way to the door without breaking down again. But onward she went. She knocked three times. Hello? She called. The flowers blurred her vision. When there was no answer, Red cleared her throat and knocked again. Miss Sadia? My, my name, name is, is Nikki, uh, Red. I, I'm here, T, to request a wish. I'm lost in your woods, and I don't know the, the way home. If you would please dash, the door is open. A voice interrupted. Red swallowed and pushed her way inside. She thought it odd how such a huge mansion could fit in a humble-looking dwelling, but there was no shortage of odd occurrences today. "'Hello?' her voice echoed in the large chamber. "'Upstairs,' Sadia's voice replied. "'First door on the right.' Red scurried up the staircase. "'Sorry about barging in,' she said. "'I'm not from here, and I was told you could help me get home. "'I—I I brought you a gift!' Red reached the second floor and rapped on the wood. Come in, said the voice. Red was again surprised when she found herself in a bedroom. A woman was tucked into what looked like a very comfortable bed. Close the door, Sadia said. Red did so, feeling a touch awkward under these circumstances. Are you Sadia? Yes. Is that a gift? How kind of you. Could you bring it here, please? Red handed over the basket. The covers slipped back slightly, and she noted that whatever outfit Sadia had on was low-cut. Sadia rifled through the basket and smiled. Flowers. Lovely ones, too. What is this hidden underneath? Red couldn't be sure in the dull light, but she thought she spotted distinct discoloration beneath those sheets as well. Nipples? Was Sadia topless? Um, cake, and, and, uh, a, a bottle of Wine. Red stammered. Wonderful, Sadia replied warmly. Could you do me one favor, Red? Take this basket and place it upon the stand there. Then I shall hear your wish. When Red retrieved the basket the sheet fell back further still, and this time there was no mistake. Sadia was indeed topless. Okay, Red said, hands shaking. I'm not, not from here. I'm from a place called Earth, um, a town, Archon." I got lost in your woods and this nice man. Hunter was his name. He, he told me that the only way home was to ask you for a wish. And my wish, my wish is to go home. Well, that is a simple matter. Sadia grinned. Foreign folk get lost in my realm quite a bit, you know. I need only to wave my hand and the way home opens. That has become my business, I am afraid. So it shall be. Really? Red beamed. Yes, really. Sadia replied, still smiling. But first, there's one matter that troubles me greatly, dear Red. Oh? Red asked curiously. Yes. You are such a polite, well-mannered girl, possibly the politest of lost travelers I have ever received. It pains me with guilt that a character such as yourself would get lost wandering my forest. How frightened you must have been! How tired you must be from your journey! It's all right. Red assured her. I'll just sleep at home. Oh no, I cannot have that. Sadia spoke with concern. I beg of you, rest before you go onward. I appreciate the offer, Red said. But my mother, um, mama, she's probably worried. And mad, too. I was only supposed to be gone a few minutes. Sadia sat up. The comforter dropped, revealing two large breasts with considerable centers. Red's first instinct would have been to look away and provide Sadia with privacy and modesty. But something about those well-shaped assets caused Red to stare despite her better judgment. Something within her stirred. How could that be? Sadia was a woman. If anyone was to stir up Red's desires, common sense said it should be a man. Well, I suppose if you wish to go it is not my place to keep you, Sadia said forlornly. You do seem worn down, sweet Red. I would hate for you to fall asleep before reaching the outside. For you see, there is a very shady and unscrupulous character who also prowls my forest. What sort of character? Red asked, transfixed on Sadia's nude upper body. You wouldn't know him if you saw him. Sadia explained, He is a man, like the gallant and chivalrous hunter you met but smaller, thinner. And though he is a man, he remains nothing short of a wolf. His idea of fun is preying upon innocents such as you. Red was suddenly fearful. Wolf? Praying how? Oh, it varies from person to person. His usual game is pranks. But a sweet girl like you, so innocent, and dare I say attractive, well who knows what he may try. Hunter has been searching for this menace for the longest time, to no avail. Red recalled Hunter's first words before he ever spotted her. He'd been looking for this same man. Then she remembered the other character she'd met. Wilbur had been just as polite as Hunter, but what if he was the wolf in question? Miss Sadia, Red said, is this man tall, with brownish hair and glasses? Sadia's eyes widened in shock. Why, yes. That is the wolf. My dear, you have already met him. Oh no, this is dire. He could have followed you back here. He, he said his name was Wilbur. Red explained. He is a liar and a cheat. Sadia said sharply. Oh, poor Red. First you get lost, then you attract that fiend's attention. But worry not. If you stay here with me, you will be safe. When that bad wolf knocks, I shall deal with him with my magic. This you can be sure of. We will set a trap for him, you and I both." Red nodded, trusting the goddess' words yet confused at the same time. Not only was Sadia possibly nude under the bed, her gaze affected Red. Beneath the braless shirt Red's nipples stiffened. Her arms broke out in goose flesh. I think you're right. Red agreed, getting nervous. I'll stay here until this wywolf comes. And I am tired. I appreciate your hospitality. Sadia smiled. Dampness bloomed in Red's panties. It is all my pleasure, Sadia said. Except forgive me. I should have been more forthcoming. There are no guest rooms in this house. There there aren't? Red asked, apprehensive and curious. Unfortunately, no. This is quite a large place. But since my guests never stay long I never saw the need to prepare a guest room. But this bed is quite large. Bed? Why, you mean sleep with you? Yes, dear. Does that not suit you? I guess. But be, but, but? Well. Red swallowed. You're, aren't you, aren't you naked under there, Miss Sadia? Naked? Sadia looked down at her bared breasts as if to be sure. Why, yes. You caught me napping, and this is how I always sleep, Miss Red. Is, is that right? Red's mind divided. She wanted to forego the offer. Ask for her wish, and leave. She kept her feet planted firmly in place. What was happening to her? Why was this naked woman stirring up such heat and arousal within her body? It's quite comfortable. Sadia explained. Have you never slept in the nude before, Red? Despite her nervousness, Red smiled. Oh no. Mama would kill me if she caught me sleeping naked. I've gotten in trouble for sleeping in my underwear. A shame for it is quite an exquisite feeling. Sadia continued. The feel of my bare skin against the satin sheets is as relaxing as soaking in a hot bath. I'm not allowed to have hot baths either. Red confessed. Sadia bolted up in surprise. It lowered even more of the sheet. Now Red caught the sight of Sadia's lower abdomen. It threatened to expose that which followed. Surely you jest. Sadia said with shock. Oh no, I'm serious. Only showers for me, and only for five minutes. After that mama shuts off the hot water. She says girls learn to do bad things if they're left alone in the tub or shower too long. This girl repressed a smirk. She was certain this bad thing was the same business she'd conducted in the flower bed. Sadia made room and patted the down sheet. Perhaps you would like to join me and experience two forbidden pleasures at once? Red's legs moved on their own. She started to lie down but Sadia stopped her. You forgot your clothes. Oh. Red grabbed her shirt from the waist and rolled it up. Again, Sadia stopped her. Hold on. Would you grant me a wish of my own? Red, still grasping her bunched shirt, looked at Sadia. Yes? Stand up while you take them off. Why? Because you're so beautiful, Red. I doubt anyone has been able to look upon your body and tell you as such. I want you to understand how gorgeous you are. It was true. Red had never met a man or woman who complimented her body. Sadia's words won her over. She was anxious to know if sheets really were more comfortable with no clothes. She stood and, casting her reluctance aside, stripped off her shirt. As she hurriedly unbuttoned her jeans, Sadia licked her lips. No bra. Sadia asked, eyes narrowing, voice husky. You left it in the flowers, correct? What? Red asked with surprise. The flowers have such a wonderful fragrance. Quite overpowering. Red caught the scent wafting from the basket. Her spontaneous and mindless strip down, along with the sight of Sadia before her, awakened Red's arousal. Her jeans fell to her feet as if her legs were slicked with oil. My panties, too? Red asked, mindful of her wet loins. Yes. Sadia answered, barely able to contain her excitement. Yes, please. Red removed them as well. Her shoes went last. Sadia shivered. For, for such an innocent, you are quite well-groomed, dear Red. Red put her hands on her hips, letting Sadia admire her naked form. What Mama doesn't know can't change a thing. Red chuckled. I hate dealing with all that messy hair. mm as do I. Come get into bed with me. As Red slipped under the covers, she found the sheets to be a luxurious sensation against her naked skin. Then Sadia threw her arms about Red's middle. Red's backside touched a barren, naked sex. The closeness and warmth had her swimming in desire. She trembled in Sadia's embrace. You have really soft arms, Miss Sadia the better to cuddle you with, my dear, Sadia whispered. She pulled Red closer. The younger felt hardened nipples pressing against her back, wetness forming where her cheeks met Sadia's womanhood. Sadia planted kisses along her neck and shoulders. Miss, Miss Sadia! What, what are you? Do you want me to stop? No, please don't, was Red's immediate answer. Sadia continued her kissing while her hands roamed Red's breasts and abdomen. The goddess had the gentlest of fingers that played the girl's flushed, sweating body like a harp. Red bit her lip. Her backside humped Sadia. Red neared a new orgasm. Sadia's mouth and fingers, combined with the flowers, soon brought that blissful release once more. The goddess was relentless, cruel in her generosity. The climax only fell halfway before the goddess buried her digits between Red's legs. Evoking a second orgasm that made Red scream. I in the afterglow, Sadia mashed the girl against her. Red rasped for air. She turned to face the goddess. Your eyes are so beautiful. Red complimented. Sadia stroked Red's disheveled hair. The better to look upon you, my dear. They kissed again, softer. Red had learned much today, not only discovering masturbation, but that women could give other women pleasure. There were many secrets Red wished to learn, secrets her mother had kept hidden. What other ways could Red satisfy her cravings? Then there were men. She wanted to know all she could about men, boys, wolves, whatever they were. She had much catching up to do upon returning home. She ran her hand up and down Sadia's leg. Your legs are so smooth. The better to wrap around you, my dear. Sadia grinned. The goddess moved, shuffling the sheet and comforter off their bodies. She straddled curious red one leg at a time. Sadia's mount inhaled and exhaled with irregular heaves. What do you know about men and women? Sadia asked, throwing her dark mane back and letting it spill over her shoulders. What do you mean? Red asked. Intercourse, sex, Sadia clarified. Do you know how it's done? Red shook her head. Only what we've done, I guess. Poor lamb, Sadia lamented. I thought you would have least learned the basic mechanics. Mama said only bad girls know and ask about those things, Red answered. Unless they get married and learn together with their husbands. Their genitals were parallel with each other, moist lips kissing where their thighs parted. This will satisfy the both of us, Sadia said huskily. Their labia copulated in a fluid motion, one painting the other with even strokes solidified at first red soon repaid sadia's grinding with responding motions of her own dot red's breathing was erratic rising in volume another climax nearing in this uncontrollable state she smelled the flowers again and her head went light the fragrance was different this time for red was not only smelling the flowers but a familiar scent conjured by the friction and heat where their bodies met dot it was an erotic drug like no other Sheltered Red had never been drunk or high, yet the mixed sense, combined with Sadia's lovemaking, intoxicated Red. Her heavy breathing escalated to cries of pleasure. With every side-to-side or forward and backward movement of swollen lips the room's heat increased. The girl's face was flushed and her eyes had taken on an insatiable quality. She craved more. Miss, Miss Sadia? Sadia also showed signs of hunger and a desperation to feed it. Why, yes, yes, my dear. Miss Sadia, I think, I think I'm about to, to... Sadia grinned wickedly. About to what? Um, I, uh, about to... Her voice faded. Have an orgasm? Sadia answered for her. The two women simultaneously increased the friction between them. Climax? Reach your peak? Come? Red, biting her lip, could only nod. Tell me, in specific terms... Sadia gasped, nearing the edge herself. Tell me using the right words. Oh, Org, coming, dear Red, Sadia corrected. Say you're going to come. Red's body locked up. The surge rose within her with no subtlety about it. Her mouth opened. A loud moan escaped it. "As say it. I'm coming. Red screamed, her voice losing its restraints, echoing in the bedroom. Sadia's cry mixed with hers. She rotated her hips and pushed forward, drawing every ounce of fulfillment from the girl, from both of them. Coming, Red uttered with fading volume. I'm coming. Coming. Sadia and Red remained in their scissored position. The two tired lovers leaned forward at the same time and kissed, slow and sensual. And I love your pretty mouth, Red whispered. The better to eat you with, my dear. Red tilted her head. Eat? I cannot wait for that lesson. A new voice remarked. Sadia spun around. Red squealed and hid under the tangled sheets. Wolf. Sadia snapped. How dare you intrude upon us in this manner, you, you dash, liar, cheat, fiend. Wolf volunteered. Shady and scrupulous. Don't bother exhausting yourself pondering new adjectives, for there are already plenty at your disposal, my ever-so-tactful goddess. Red was buried up to her neck under the covers. Miss Sadia? Is, is that Dash? Yes, unfortunately. Sadia answered Dotio Wolf, she said. This was not part of the plan. You were given specific instructions to remain hidden. Now you have terrified the poor girl, fiend. And scrupulous. Shady. You are well aware, Wolf. What happens to those who defy my will? Sadia, what's going on? Red asked, disdain in her tone. I was given no such instructions, wolf said. But yes, why don't you explain to your poor red what is going on, oh gracious and honest mistress Sadia? From the moment she arrived, you put on a performance devious and deviant enough to riddle me with envy. Never could I have dreamed up such a sweeping seduction. The big bad wolf, stalking the poor lost lamb in the forest. The goddess who swears to protect her but oh what is this? Only one bed? How convenient. Sadia sighed. My dear Red, this is Wolf. The Wolf. He arrived here before you did, bearing lascivious intentions. Why is he here? Red asked weakly. What does he want? You. Sadia replied, then her eyes gouged into Wolf. But I am the ruler of my realm, and nothing happens here without my saying so. Wolf tricked you and then found my home, hoping for a wish I do not grant anyone the likes of, though I admit, with remorse, that wolf's manipulative tendencies seeped into me. For that I ask that you forgive me, Red. Red baffled said nothing. Yes, this is regrettably what happens when a goddess plays with the devil. Sadia continued. I blame myself for that. But now that wolf has barged in here with his lecherous parade, perhaps we should talk Red. Wolf, leave. Disappear until you are called upon. Consider my words' specific instructions. Wolf chuckled, shook his head, and walked away. Sadia lay beside Red and cuddled her rigid body. She did not respond to the goddess' touch. Red, she whispered, if you would like to discuss this matter, then we shall. If not, I will open the way and trouble you no more. Let's hear it, Red said. Do you remember when I asked you earlier about men and women? About sexual intercourse? Red nodded. Today, you have learned things about your body and your desires you likely never would have under your mother's vigilant eye. Yes, Wolf was here the entire time, and yes, I lied. My intent, dear Red, was not to harm you. You see, though you have traveled a long journey of self-discovery and quick succession, you are still innocent, naïve. Wolf desires intercourse with you. My plan was to introduce his proposition to you and let you consider it on your own terms. Were you to have said no I would have promptly sent him away. But what if I'd said yes? Red asked. Everything I've heard doesn't make him sound like the most respectful guy. He is not. Sadia said. He is a deceiver and a trickster. That is the role he was created to play. But he is not evil in a malicious sense. To answer your question, however, should you say yes I will serve as a guide and moderator? I am his goddess. He talks, but he fears me. Ah, I understand, but, but I don't know anything. Red lamented. Ah, I kinda, I'm curious I guess, but I'm scared, Miss Sadia. Sadia rubbed Red's back through the sheets. There is nothing to fear. Under my watchful eye wolf will be as gentle as the softest cloud. So Red. After taking all of this into consideration, what is your answer? Red thought it over. Send him in. Please. Sadia called out. Wolf? You may re-enter. And you'd better be dressed or prepared to be dust. There a huff and... H-R-M-P-H. Followed by the sounds of trousers being pulled up and buttons being snapped. Wolf walked through the doorframe and strode toward the bed. Stop. Sadia commanded with a halting hand. Wolf did as asked. We will proceed in the smallest grains of steps. The goddess decreed. You shall not act unless Red is comfortable. She shall be in full control of her situation, and I shall be in full control of you, Wolf. Do I make myself clear? Yes, yes, I heard it all from where I was standing. Wolf replied. Good. Now then, since you took it upon yourself to gaze upon Red's flesh without her permission, it is appropriate that you remove your own garments before you see anything more of the young lady. She turned to Red. Is this acceptable to you, my dear? Red quickly nodded. She scooted up closer, mindful of the sheets still hiding her nakedness. She had never seen a naked man, not even in illustrations, and wondered what lay underneath this wolf's clothing. Wolf unbuttoned his shirt. Shall I proceed with a show for the little miss or be quick about it? It's fine like that. Red answered Wolf's chest came into view. Red licked her lips when his pants dropped to the floor. With its shaft, thickness not unlike a bone, and bulbous head, the male organ had an interesting anatomical structure, she noted, almost like a machine. It stood upright at a direct angle. Its tip glistened. I will ask him to come closer. Sadia said. Is this acceptable, Red? Huh? Oh, yeah. Red answered in awe. Wolf walked forward. As his apparatus drew closer, Red's sex tingled. This is the male genitalia. Sadia explained. The proper terminology is penis, though there are a multitude of synonyms one can employ, some fitting, others ridiculous. She demonstrated with her hand as she lectured. This, appropriately enough is called the head. The trunk-like body area is referred to as the shaft. And these... Sadia fondled wolf's undercarriage. These are called testicles, or balls they produce a substance called semen, which is necessary for pregnancy. Pregnancy? Red asked. You mean make babies? How does this stuff he has do that? Sadia did a double take. Surely your mother explained at least that. Red shook her head. I once asked her where babies came from, but she said it was another question for my wedding night. I pity her, Wolf said. Quiet, Wolf. Sadia admonished. Sadia explained human reproduction, about penises and vaginas, about eggs and sperm, about ovulation and childbirth. So wait. If his, if his, um, call it come, Sadia said. So if wolf's come got inside me, couldn't it get me pregnant? A man could do so if he did not take the proper precautions, Sadia said. But in Wolf's case, he is sterile. Sterile? Red asked. It means his cum cannot to fertilize your egg. Ah. Uh, but how do you know that? Sadia grinned. Because I made him that way, my dear. But returning to our lesson, Wolf's dick cock, refer to it as one of those if you would, is stiffened. Normally, a man's cock is soft or limp. It grows and lengthens when the man becomes excited. Red squeezed Wolf's hardness. And, and this is supposed to go inside my, call it a pussy. Inside my pussy? It looks like it might hurt. Not exactly. Sadia continued. The man gets hard for the same reason a woman's pussy gets wet when she is aroused, so that the man may enter, penetrate, the woman with ease. Without getting hard the man cannot go inside and your wetness allows him to slide, creating pleasure for both of you until he releases his cum. Red fidgeted, still stroking the erection. Wow, Miss Sadia. Wow. The goddess smiled. You know there are other places it can go as an alternative to your pussy, Red. The best way to get the most fun out of a cock is to enjoy it as long as you can. For instance, you could put it in your mouth. Red placed a hand on her sheet-covered chest. My, my mouth! Sounds gross. Please put in your mouth. Wolf begged, stimulated by Red's stroking hand. That is your final warning, Wolf, Sadia said. No outbursts, no demands. Are we clear? Do I have permission to answer yea or nay, my goddess? Are we clear? Wolf sighed in defeat. Yes. A cock is no more unsafe or unclean to put in your mouth than a finger. Lusatia explained to Red. But if a man shoots his cum into my mouth, can that get me pregnant too? Red asked. Sadia chuckled. No, no. If you swallow a man's cum it will digest in your stomach. Cum is edible and safe to consume. Then why would a man want to put his cock in a woman's mouth if it's not a pussy or it can't get her pregnant? So the woman can suck it, Sadia said, commonly referred to as oral sex oral copulation, or a blowjob. The man receives great pleasure from it. Likewise, a man can also suck or lick a woman's pussy. Would you like to try it out on Wolf? Red pulled the stiff member closer to her, but then stopped, unsure of what to do next. Open your mouth, Sadia encouraged, and just let the head slide slide in. Red leaned forward, hesitant, and slowly worked her mouth around Wolf's head. She didn't find the taste unpleasant and took him to the midpoint of his shaft. Oh, oh my! Wolf exhaled. Now gradually use your jaw muscles to work it in and out, Sadia said. Be slow about it, not hasty. Take this time to familiarize yourself with a cock. Red tilted her head and sucked, using her saliva as lubricant. She controlled Wolf's appendage like a piston, causing Wolf to hiss and groan. Very good! Sadia said. Once you get used to it you can improvise. Men enjoy creative women. A cock is sensitive all over, far more so in certain spots. A good blowjob makes use of the mouth and tongue, leaving nothing ignored. Sadia and Wolf looked on as Red followed the suggestions. After warming up to the swollen member in her mouth, Red tapped into her creativity. She sucked and kissed Wolf's shaft. She licked the sides. Stare into his eyes while doing it, Sadia said. The freckle-faced Red kissed the underside of Wolf's shaft before taking him back in. Her green-eyed gaze locked onto Wolf's. As he peered down at the redhead who was staring him down, he felt an approaching orgasm. Goddess, Wolf groaned. Wolf, no! Sadia protested. Red appeared confused but continued sucking. Don't you dare come in her mouth, the goddess demanded. Red, realizing the situation, removed Wolf to say. Let him. Please, Miss Sadia? I want to taste it. Red locked onto Wolf and sucked heartily. Wolf's respiration quickened. He hissed louder and louder. Jets of cream shot into Red's mouth, another and another, the flavor surprising her, the seed filling her mouth in rapid spurts. She held it on her tongue for a moment as if it were a new soda she was taste-testing. Then, with a throwback of her head, she swallowed the load in one gulp. Wolf softened and sticky manhood dropped from her mouth. How did your first helping have come taste? Sadia asked. Not bad, Red said. Kinda salty but easy to go down. I'm pleased to hear it. And now, if you are still willing, we shall proceed to the main act. Is this acceptable? Red shuddered with anticipation. Oh yeah? Very good. However, preliminary measures must be taken. Sadia glanced at Wolf. There is a disadvantage a man has over a woman, Red. Women have the ability to come as much as they please. Since the only thing between their thighs is an entrance, they only need it to be wet before they are ready. In the absence of natural lubrication, there are other ways to dampen your opening, such as artificial substances. A man, however, must always be hard to perform, and after coming once he needs time to recover. Second and most importantly, you are a virgin, Red. Unless some accident befell you during your years, there is a thin membrane inside of you, called a hymen or cherry. When a man enters you for the first time, he tears through this barrier, and it is often a painful experience. To address the first issue, Wolf, I shall restore you. Sadia tapped Wolf's deflated flesh with a finger His member rose and lengthened until it was again ready And as for the second Red, I will remove your cherry Sadia snapped her fingers Now lie back, she said, Red did Wolf eagerly reached for the sheet Sadia stopped him Does Wolf have permission to see you? Sadia asked Red sat up to let the sheet drop from her She cast it aside and lay back down letting Wolf ogle her naked body. Then she spread her legs, spat on her fingers, and rubbed her lips for him. Ooh, Red, what is this? Sadia cooed as she ran her digits through Red's dampness. You are positively soaked. The better for him to stick it in me, my dear, Red said with a smile. Wolf took a deep breath. I believe you may proceed, Sadia said, patting him on the back. Wolf guided his shaft to Red's entrance. She shivered when his head touched her folds. He had yet to penetrate her, and she was already threatening another orgasm. Ever mindful of his goddess's watchful eye, Wolf gently pushed forward. A man entered red for the first time. Though her hymen had been mystically removed, there was an initial feeling of resistance. She never imagined such a large object could fit in so small a place, yet her tiny opening yielded to him. At Sadia's insistence, Wolf Made his entry more comfortable by withdrawing and pushing deeper until he was all the way inside of Red. Now I shall move," Wolf said. "Is that all right, Red?" Red eagerly nodded. Wolf pumped the freckled nymph in slow, steady strokes. Red showed immediate satisfaction. With every movement of Wolf's shaft, her breathing hastened. She lifted her hips in response to the stimulation, and encouraged Wolf thrust faster. Red was in ecstasy. Her whole day had been a world of forbidden pleasures, and this was the pinnacle of all she'd experienced. To have a man's penis in her, to have her virginity taken, to have wolves thrusting undo the damage Red's mother had caused, all accumulated into an emotional high. For the first time, she was free of the proverbial lock and key. She was defying her mother through sexual congress, and nothing, not even the greatest force, not even the power of a goddess— could have pried her from this moment. She spoke words no one would have ever thought to hear from sweet, innocent, sheltered Red. Fuck me harder, Wolf. Faster and deeper and harder. As the lady requests, Wolf groaned out he hastened the speed and depth of his lovemaking. Red squeezed her breasts. Under Wolf's attack she grew wetter, and as Wolf ravaged her depths Red felt an orgasm overrun her like a tidal wave. She begged him to keep going. Wolf played with her breasts as he sucked her neck and soon had her screaming when he kissed and tongued her puffy nipples. Meanwhile, Sadia found every iota of her own body sensitive to touch. She'd been drawn into the sexual display and found it impossible to look away. She watched her devil plunder the girl, watched him evoke moans and screams as he plumed her deepest point. Heat radiated from Sadia's skin. The slightest movement would make her climax. The goddess ran her fingers through Red's groomed pubic hair and then lowered her face, flicking her tongue across Red's clitoral bud. The girl squealed in delight. Miss, Miss Sadia, Red stammered as Wolf rammed her. What, what are you, what are you doing? Sadia rubbed Red's clitoris with her plentiful lubrication. Remember how I said my mouth was best to eat you with. I will show you the greatest gift a woman can give another. The goddess swept her tongue across Red's pleasure center, lifting it, swirling it, spelling naughty words. Don't stop, Miss Sadia, Mr. Wolf, Red begged. Don't stop, don't stop, please don't stop. Sadia did not stop, even as Red's screams reached a crescendo. The goddess lapped up a flood of juices and inhaled a lovely scent. The woman within the goddess had a bottomless appetite for sexual fulfillment. Red, Wolf groaned. I'm-I'm getting close. and um, um, yeah do it in me. Wolf, wait, Sadia said. Instinct told Wolf to ignore her and keep going. The knowledge that it was Sadia stopped him. He remained buried inside Red while awaiting Sadia's next command. Take her from behind, Sadia instructed. From behind? Red asked. Sadia nodded. Get on all fours if you would, Red. Yes, like that. Throw your rear up in the air. If it is all right with you, Wolf is going to fuck your pussy this way. Sure, Red said, eager to be pleasured once more. She got into the right formation as instructed. Wolf fumbled until he was behind her, hands on her freckled thighs. You may find this position far better than the old-fashioned one, Sadia said. I suppose this is fitting, what with my being a wolf, the man muttered. When he penetrated Red, she found the method more delightful from the start, as Wolf's member struck new endings and pleasure nodes. He slid in deeper, after Red had been sure there was no way he could go further. Sadia lay on her back, scooted upward on the bed and adjusted until her pelvis was below Red. She splayed her lips apart and caught Red's attention with one word. Eat. Red lowered her head to Sadia's sex. Wolf slid in and out fast approaching his limit but determined to hold on. What do I do? Red whispered. Just imagine what you would have someone do to your own pussy. Sadia said Dot Red's olfactory senses went wild with the goddess's scent. In her mind Red pictured a man or a woman performing this act on her and thought about what she wanted them to do. Keeping the images in mind, she followed accordingly. She would want her partner to tease her at first, Red decided paying attention to her outer vulva. She wanted this imaginary person to have her squirming and begging before moving onward to the main course. She'd want them to go left to right, side to side, up and down, taking the whole of her sex into account. Red thought about all this, did this, and Sadia went into hysterics. The fantasy also revitalized Red's desires. The shaft that moved a little too carefully was suddenly harder and of greater length and girth. It sent lighting bolts throughout her body each time it pushed forward. Red gripped Sadia's legs and brought the cunnilingus to a fevered frenzy. Red, keep going, the goddess begged. Do not stop, please. I can't hold it anymore, Red, Wolf growled. Sadia screamed in unison with Red and Wolf, their cries a chorus of unbridled lust. Sadia's hips rose and fell as she climaxed. Red pushed her bottom outward to savor all the remaining stimulation she could. Wolf sent spurts of warmness into Red, holding himself in place until he'd softened. The three collapsed on the bed. Sadia ruffled Red's sweat-soaked hair. You did splendidly, Sadia said. Either you are a fast learner or repression has intensified your desires. The goddess turned to Wolf. And you? Does this fulfill your wish? No, Wolf said. I would have that sweet Red until I died of exhaustion if I could. Is that so? Well, I can withhold the door if she wishes to stay longer. But the rules still apply. It is Red's choice. What would your answer be, my sweet? Red-faced Sadia. There was a wild look in the girl's eyes, an unmistakable hunger. I want more. I can't go home like this. Sadia smiled. Very well, then. Let the education. Sadia's front door crashed open and footsteps thundered up the staircase. A huffing hunter, wielding his axe, burst in. At last! he bellowed. Away from them, you fellas to fiends! Your time of reckoning has at last come! Wolf shielded himself. Red covered herself in the sheets. Hunter raised his axe, and then lowered it. It took him a moment to survey the scene he'd interrupted. Then he blushed and averted his eyes. Hunter, what is the meaning of this madness? Sadia demanded. Pardon me, me lady, but Dash, stop averting your eyes. Hunter reluctantly worked up the courage to look at the sordid aftermath and cleared his throat. Pardon me, but I happened to be walking by and heard the sound of ladies screaming. I attributed the disturbance to our wolf and came running. I many pardons, mistress, but may I inquire what is going on here? Educating our guest, Hunter. Sadia grinned. Hunter scratched his neck with his free hand. Ah, I see. But, but it's just, why is he here? He is here with my permission. Sweat broke out upon Hunter's brow. He was confused as well as intrigued by the scene before him. I i suppose you weren't holding him here to await my axe for you? Hunter asked. No, I'm afraid not, Sadia said. There was a long stretch of silence. In the midst of it read through the sheet away. Exposing herself to Hunter, she masturbated for him, brushing her pubic region from her fiery curls to her folds. As large an effort as he made to avoid looking, Hunter was a man as red-blooded as any other. H.M. Well, I've got a forest to patrol. Hunter decided. Should you turn him loose any time soon, I'll dash. Hunter. Sadia interrupted. Come sit on the bed with us. Pardon, goddess. Join us. Sadia clarified. Red hasn't completed her education. I, with with all due respect, Mistress Dash, oh Hunter, you've always been such a persistent oaf. It is time you learned to relax. Hunter fidgeted nervously. He shook his head when Sadia's tongue flicked one of Red's nipples. He shuddered when Red climaxed on her own fingers. Hunter, I will not repeat myself again, Sadia said. Get over here this instant and shove your cock in this tasty morsel. Then you will fuck your goddess. That is an order. Suddenly Hunter's apprehension melted into a grin behind his long red beard. He placed his axe in a corner. Well, if you absolutely insist, Red, I was going to ask your feelings on having Hunter join us. Sadia said, though it seems I already have your answer. How big is he? Red asked with inflamed passion. Hunter, show her. Sadia responded. Wolf looked away. Oh, of all the do it fast. Red added. Hunter dropped the suspenders that went over his plaid overalls. Fast, the lady wishes? Red moved three fingers in and out of her sopping hole. Mmm, yeah. She already knew, based on Hunter's height and impressive muscle mass, that he was going to be a challenge. Her thighs rubbed together in anticipation. Little time passed before Hunter was naked. Red's eyes expanded in surprise. When will it be safe to look again? Wolf hissed in disgust. You will be looking at me, Sadia said, throwing her arms around Wolf's neck and pulling him onto her. We shall have fun of our own for the time being, Mistress Sadia, Wolf said. Until today, I'd have never dreamed. His words were lost in kisses. Dot Hunter's member was in every sense a monster compared to Wolf's. Even Flaxitit was impressive a lengthy machine jutting from a crimson patch. He hardened as he neared the bed. By the time he stood directly in front of her his offering was at its maximum. Red grabbed it. The multitude of orgasms she'd experienced did not deter her ever-present desires, which leaped to the forefront with every new opportunity. She'd thought of Wolf's helping as intimidating enough. Now she realized how fortunately wrong she'd been. She studied the beast in her hand, admiring its structure— its thickness, the way its veins stood out like external roots. She traced her fingers along the shaft and rim of the head. Then she fell onto her back and spread her legs, placing her feet on Hunter's hairy chest. Do it to me, she said. Hunter carefully slid into Red, whose patience had vanished alongside her innocence. She grasped the shaft's midsection and impaled herself, gasping at the shock of taking in all of Hunter at once. There was a moment of pain, and then pleasure in its rawest form. They rutted beside Wolf, who took Sadia in a sideways position. The goddess's large breasts rolled in tune with his thrusts. Foul creature, Sadia said. Proper lady, Wolf replied. This time, I promise, I will not stop for you. Your life depends upon that promise, the goddess said. Each of Hunter's thrusts was as powerfully felt as the first. Not only was his manhood large, he had the strength to put power behind it. Red was tested beyond her expectations and had to grip the sheets in order to stay grounded. Violate your goddess! Sadia cried out, now being taken from behind by Wolf, her face buried in the bed. Do me that way too! Red whispered. Hunter picked her up in his massive arms and flipped her onto her stomach. He re-entered her from the new dominating position. All Red was aware of was her womanhood filled to bursting. Red and Sadia's heads rested beside each other, close enough for the two to slip their tongues into each other's mouths. Their lips entwined. As the thrusting elevated them both toward a climax, their kissing inflamed. They wanted each other as much as they wanted their men. Mistress, I can't. Wolf wheezed. Me, me too, Hunter said. Both men came in unison, roaring and grunting when their orgasms tore through them. Red felt a fresh, warmth fire inside of her. Hunter and Wolf had not pulled out of the women for a minute before Sadia said, You're restored and you're restored, accenting each declaration with a finger snap. Hunter, it's my turn with you, Sadia said. Wolf, do with Red as she pleases. Wolf marveled at Sadia's miracle before sliding to Red's side of the bed. Now what would you desire, little lady, before I can say I've had my fill of you? Wolf asked. My pussy needs to rest a bit, Red replied. But in the meantime, I'd like another load down my throat. I suppose. Red sucked him, demonstrating all she had learned about the art of pleasing a man with her mouth. She bobbed her head, swayed, licked, kissed, and stroked. Red watched Sadia ride Hunter's member, which Red used as inspiration to lose herself in the moment. She tasted Sadia on Wolf's Shaft, a powerful flavor. When wolf spurted in her mouth she held the semen on her tongue much longer, loving the taste and hating to let it go. Down it went. Red stroked wolf while watching Sadia grind her way to another orgasm. She pushed her breasts in Hunter's face and he alternated between nipples. Sadia turned to wolf, her mind consumed by lust. She held out a trembling hand. Ar restored, she said. Snap went her fingers. The goddess dismounted from Hunter. I want sweet Red to have the final entree, she said. Red, you have sampled one of each. Why not conclude with both? Red warmed at the thought. Be both? Oh, yes, Sadia said. Consider your education complete after this. Wolf. Hunter. Do it. Red returned to all fours. Wolf lay on his back, placing his arms behind his head and Hunter placed himself at Red's entrance. She lowered her mouth just as Hunter penetrated. She could barely concentrate on orally pleasuring Wolf for the large apparatus inside her. Being filled from two different ends was a treat beyond her wildest, and she orgasmed a little from the idea alone. She felt Wolf swell in her mouth. She concentrated on finishing him, and was soon rewarded with another helping. Not long after, Hunter exploded— having already been driven toward the conclusion by Sadia. Restored, restored, Sadia said with two finger snaps. This time Wolf slipped through her folds while Hunter knelt and Red nursed him. She tasted a mixture of her and Sadia's juices on him, which compelled her to take as much of him into her mouth as possible. He was too big to fit all the way in, but Red did the best she could. When he climaxed, she found his flavor distinctly different from Wolf's, not bad but unique with a taste in its own category. She happily swallowed it. Soon Wolf finished as well. Her hole was getting sticky and full. You're both restored, Sadia said. Onward it went, twice more, until Red showed signs of exhaustion. At that point Sadia ordered the men to stop. She cradled Red's head in her lap, brushing the girl's ginger hair in her hands. Wolf and Hunter dozed off. For a long time— The only sounds were their snoring. Red had a shallow nap herself. Dearest Red, Sadia said when the girl awakened. I must ask you this. After all you've seen, experienced, and enjoyed today, is going home truly your wish? It is, Red acknowledged. But won't you be returning to a harder life? A repressive mother, strict doctrines, harsh rules, and punishments? Surely staying here with us would be a more viable alternative? Red sat up. The taste of vagina and sperm lingered in her mouth. A mixture of seed trickled from her sex. I'd love to stay here if I could. But square as mama is, I don't want to worry the poor lady to death. Besides, I've learned something else today. Sadia blinked. Oh, there's a big wide world of fun where I'm from, Red explained. Lots of men, lots of women, and lots more to learn about sex. I want to discover it for myself and have it all. No offense, Miss Sadia, but there are three people in this forest and plenty more to play with at home. Wise words, Sadia said after reflecting on them. Then your wish is to return, then? Yes, ma'am, Red nodded. Then so it shall be. It is done. The door is open. You will find the exit not ten paces from this homestead. You may take back your basket." You alone were a plentiful gift for me. However, perhaps it would be fitting if you were escorted there. Wolf? Hunter? Why, yes. Wolf acknowledged. What? Hunter asked. Walk Red to exit, please. Sadia said. Hunter looked at Wolf in disgust. But no more arguments with your goddess, Hunter. Do as I say. Sadia then threw her arms around Red, pulled her close, and kissed her. If the fates allow, we shall meet again one day, Sadia said. I hope so too, Red agreed. Red saw it upon exiting the house. There was an opening in the trees from which golden light poured, so bright Red couldn't see what lay beyond. She walked toward it, with Wolf and Hunter uneasily alongside her. I'll have you know I'm watching you, Wolf warned Hunter. If you make the slightest move toward that axe, oh come off it. Hunter said. Although this is a prime opportunity, isn't it? For Ian's I've been chasing you through these woods and suddenly your neck is inches away. You go ahead and try. Wolf retorted. Cut it out you too. Red said. She stopped. A few more steps and she would be back in her world. A few more steps and Hunter, Wolf and Sadia only a memory. How long does the door stay open? Red asked. As long as it takes for you to step through and then it closes behind you, Hunter said. Red grinned slyly. Is that so? She slipped her hands into their trousers and fondled the burgeoning flesh within each. If it's not gonna close on its own, Red said, then I'd like to have some fun before I go home. And they did, until the sun withered and the forest darkened. Red's belly and womb were full. She knew she was in for a terrible scolding, but none of that mattered anymore. Red wiped semen from her mouth, reassembled her clothes, and then stepped into her own world, which from her point of view was now a completely different place. The End